We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Rebounded by quickly. Passed up an easier shot. Toppin slams it home. Marauding, rampaging Knicks now. Claudio, what? Um, do this. Well, I've, wait, wait to read mine. Okay. Do you see? There's the link working for you now. I'm gonna check right now. Check right now. Live podcasting. Live podcasting. Hold there on. There you go. And and I'm waiting to read your thing. Yes, waiting to read mine. Oh yeah, now it works. Okay. Now it works. Okay. okay. Go to Juanon and then work your way up. Okay. Oh, here we go. Okay. Um, what's the perfect off season for all three of you? Mine involves LeBron requesting a trade. <laughs> And fulfilling everyone's dream of a stretch five. This is from our Patreon. What we say, John? Yeah, we said. Also, getting Randall out of here. I know, not happening. Um, I laugh because it's just it's not happening. Um, If LeBron wants to request a trade to the next, sure, why the hell not? Um, my my ideal offseason, my ideal, my perfect offseason. I think I've said this already. Is is they trade Randall for a first and like a decent player. Um, you know, I just, I don't know, like, I don't know what that trade would look like again, the, the fake Anthony Simons sign and trade that they came up with. Like, I love that. Um, you know, something, something of that ilk. If we get Brogdon for Randall. I'd love that. Uh, trying to think what else, Jeremy, you got one. I'll just say what you said. Okay. That's what he said. Got it. That's what Andrew, anything, anything for you? I mean, we, not to sound repetitive here, guys, but we've gotten this question a lot and it all kind of centers around getting Julius Randle on a different team in a way that does it, Right, but like not dumping him, I think, is what our collective message has been. I know there are some out there at ham sandwich mode. Um, I can't wait for people to watch John making faces at Scarlet Ray and have no idea until she shows up into the picture. Um, sorry. Um, I I'm at the point where the number one goal has to be moving on from Julius Randle and having some type of turnover on this roster, especially if they are going to bring back this coach. Yep. Uh, um, Kevin Danishevsky, Taj being in in the fourth really bugged me. Why not try RJ at the four and Obi at the five? 
We need to try things to procure data so we can analyze it. Um, I'll play devil's advocate for a second. I agree with you. The notion that Taj Gibson is playing any minutes at all for this team right now, to say nothing of Alec Burks at 48, is like pretty absurd. Um, I'm not sure you're learning anything in these games. I think it's good for the the players to get the experience. I think it's good for like Obi Toppin and for like RJ Barrett and Emmanuel Quickly to like continue to work some things out. Like I think the minutes are important. Um, should the Knicks be making any decisions based on what they see in these games, like a game tonight against the Magic? I I don't know about that, Jeremy. Small sample size. Small sample like, size. Like it's one game against the worst yeah. team in the league. It and I don't mean to take away from that. It's more just like yes, you could use this as an opportunity to experiment. But to me, the experimentation was seeing Obi Toppin once again do very well as a starter. Yes, and see Emmanuel quickly just play well. Period. Like so, I'll, I'll, you're right. That goes against what I just said and is correct because like. What can Obi top and do if he gets in a rhythm? Well, probably he gets his shots. <laughs> you know, I mean, not the most pressure shots, but like shots nonetheless. So, um, and Kevin follows it up with quick, uh, quickly's points per shot attempt has been high, in a higher percentile than last year. Um, I'm sure I'll take your word for that. Again, I don't, I don't really care. I've never once questioned Emmanuel Quickly's ability to be a dynamic shooter. At this level, I think he's going to be fine. I didn't care about the slump when it was happening. I mean, I care about it because it was like, you know, hurting them and it was hurting them from winning games, but or keeping them from winning games potentially, but he'll be fine. He's, he's awesome. Um, Lunas again, back with more. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think we're nine and two when Emmanuel quickly has 30 plus minutes. Um, I'm pulling up his game log now. I have it up. I was looking at it before. Oh, That's how I got well, the Ima- Never mind. <laughs> when he plays. What is it? More than 31 minutes? More than 30. So more than 30. He's played 10 games in which. So it's, it's a little bit. Six and four. They're six and four. Yeah. And it's it, it's odd because like the, the top three minute games for him this year, they've lost all three. Um, and two of them were when he started, which like, again, I just looking at this off the top of my head, like maybe they were like missing other guys or this and that. Like Emmanuel quickly is good. He's a winning player. He's a winning player. Thank you. Like, you don't, I don't need any, I don't need any stats to, or I, yes, the net rating on off and all that stuff, like that all helps, but like he's a winning basketball player. You don't need to, you don't need to overthink it. But um, yeah. Um, God, Matt, this is from Andrew Claudio. Long, first time, long time, Andrew. Yeah, there you go. Uh, can you give me my friend a birthday shout out? His name is Jeremy. And he's a great guy, despite never seeing Remember the Titans. Hashtag 27 years. Um, I was going to save it to the end, but I'll do it now. Uh, Jeremy Cohen, um, you're a beautiful man. <laughs> you are a wonderful human being. Uh, you put up with my shit every week. I don't know how. Uh, and uh, you do it with a smile. And you humor me and all of the things. You deserve all of the best things in life for your 27th year on this is it your no it's your 20 is it your 27th year on this earth because you're no you're turning 27 right yes turning 27 so this this will be be your 28th 28th year year on this earth um are you excited about 28 don't age me i'm i'm cheese i'm 27 (laughs) andrew did the same thing today he was like are you 27 or 28 and like is did my parents fudge my birth certificate or something have i been a year older this whole time no wait so um, you're turning 27 yes i am Turn 27. 
So this is yeah, your 28th so this will be year. Your tw- oh yeah. Oh, I got it. Yeah. Okay, so, so you're like, is he excited for 28 yeah, so right. in a yeah. year? Yeah. Um, well, thank you first and foremost. And uh, it's always a blast and a pleasure to work with both of you. And yeah, you know, uh, tomorrow maybe i wake up and i i feel the same maybe i feel another year older um it's 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 i don't know how to explain it like as i was saying to andrew well john <laughs> you're in a similar boat i said to andrew it's probably like no i'm not in a similar a point, boat i'm fucking well, old well, well, but, but but, that, but i'm getting there um that i feel like when you get to th- before you get to 30 it's like this ticking clock of oh my god we have to 30 and then you get past 30 it's like okay that's like yeah that's life i'm past 30 yeah, I stopped counting. I, I know John would like to stop counting at a number that high, you know. Next up, we're going to the next <laughs> super chat, which is uh, that was Matt. the ultimate present. There you go. P.S. P- <laughs> happy birthday, Jeremy. There you go. Yeah, Thank you, Matt. Matt Austin. John, Jeremy, later when you're later when you're when we're done, go through the chat because I asked them to wish you all. They there's a whole thread of happy birthdays there for you okay thank you beautiful um i hate both of you dom cappuccini (laughs) kind of kind of remind i was asking you a legitimate question andrew's the one who sniped you much like jfk but jeez what did jfk make it to he made it to 40 what uh he made uh, it to the hospital what no (laughs) oh my god jesus Hey, hey, unnecessarily my tomorrow. I, I can I get this. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, I'm gonna read Dom's comment. Kind of reminds you of the last time we were here. I don't know what this is referring to. Back when we thought we had a squad, lol. If nothing else, or the last time we were what in Orlando? Oh yeah, last time yeah. we were in Orlando. If nothing else, RJ and Quick keep on growing. Uh yeah, yeah. Let's uh, th- listen. A lot of a lot of things to be excited about moving forward for Plenty. this team. Seriously. Um, Kevin Danishevsky is critical of me here. Okay, here we go. John, I love you, but I feel like you're talking out of both sides. If Tibbs coaching is worth defending, agreed, he can squeeze 40 wins from that team. Could Thibodeau squeeze 40 wins out of a team with like, let's say, let's give them some solid bench veterans, whether it's Fournier and Burks or like someone else. With that JFK, starting lineup. JFK was 46 when he died. Okay. 46 pretty good years. Yeah. President Marilyn Monroe. Um, JFK could have squeezed 40 wins, I think, out of the squad. He was that that man was inspirational. Um RIP. RIP. Um I I can't see it. I can't 40 wins. Well, let's put it this way. He didn't squeeze 40 wins from this team. Yeah, but I th- okay, could d- devil's advocate again for a second. Like, let's say they take Randall off, and Randall, in, in fact, did have this like awful effect that we some of us think that he may have had on this team. And like, you replace that inefficiency with like RJ in the number one role, getting a little bit more inefficient, and like you bring in a, maybe. So like, here's the pushback I'll give. I think the starting lineup that you that you offer there, it still has Mitch as the center. I could see a world where the Knicks with RJ Barrett as their best player and like Emmanuel quickly slash Obi Toppin slash Cam Reddish is like their second, third, fourth best players wins 40 games. I think I'm going to need a five out offense where it's like, okay, RJ's our engine and you can't stop us because 
we have this thing that we could go to every time. Um, I think that would help convince me, um, but I don't know if that's realistic. But two things though. The first is, I know you talked about like off the bench, Burks, Fournier. There, There's no plausible reality where Tibbs would be cool with having those vets come off the bench. They would be starting, they would be playing 35 minutes. Uh, exhibit A is literally the month of March. Um, but the other right thing now, say, maybe the young players get better. I mean, he was how many minutes was he giving to Kemba Walker when we know that he didn't even want Kemba Walker in the rotation? Yeah, I was gonna say, Jeremy, the better example is the month of February. That's <laughs> we had Fair. we had Kemba and Taj and all these guys playing minutes and quickly getting benched for second halves, you know. Yeah, I still can't get that Timberwolves game out of my head. And mm-hmm. I I hear you with the stretch five, but Tibbs has loved having you know, like a rim running five who can collect boards and the Knicks don't push in transition. Um, they, they make a choice to get rebounds and move. And I think that like having a stretch five, like, well, it depends. Are you talking about a stretch five? Like, like more, I mean, there's only one Carl Anthony Towns, for example, but like someone who's taking a Turner. lot of threes. I'm talking oh, about okay. Miles Turner. So the thing with Miles Turner is on, on the defensive end, he matches up closely. Although again, he's not going to be the rebounding type which Tibbs really wants. So then you go to the offense as well. And who's, who's cleaning up the offensive glass. I don't really know. It's fair. Miles Turner is not a great offensive rebound. Terrible. It's and so call. it's like, you're, if you're having Obi in there, and if you're losing that, that's big. It, yeah. you, you, there's a lot of pressure to essentially hit shots. And if and we know what uh, Tibbs offense looks like, it's not great. Even with, you know, other talent. It's just the way it's designed. It's not it's as creative good. as it should be. Yeah. It's good if you have talented players, but it has a ceiling to it. That's, uh, I don't that know. I mean, co- I would argue that the Minnesota offense that was ranked fifth in the league, is pretty good, but the ceiling came in the postseason. Like the, the playoffs is when things switched up on them. And that's the same thing happened with Randall and the Knicks. They cut off the engine. And then what, what happened? Things disintegrated. And that's my concern where it's like Tibbs can get you to be a high floor team. But when, when you need to like hit a new ceiling, that's where he struggles. And that's where you need to turn a new leaf. I think I, I I would have liked to see what Tibbs could have done with a healthy Derrick Rose in those early years in Chicago. And I wonder how much that, I mean, look, we don't have to talk about this now. It's irrelevant, but like, you know, how much would the narrative of Tibbs have turned if Rose never gets injured and he had a true, true, top five guy, you know, to, to fall back on and like build an offense around, you know, because those are the guys that tend to win in the playoffs and win championships. Yes. But we've talked about this before. The idea of blaming Tibbs on the Rose injury is wrong. All I'll say is if you go back to that game and the amount of time that was remaining in the game and the lead that the bulls had and Derek Rose, or, or I can't remember if they were in the lead or it was, it was the game was out of reach. And having yeah. Derrick Rose in the game, period, he got hurt. Yeah, and that is a direct response to Tibbs' stubbornness that has continued until this day, and we saw it with RJ Barrett and Denver. Perfect. Well, listen, perfect uh, transition, Jeremy. With our, I think our last super chat comment. You realize RJ has been playing on a bum ankle since the All Star yep. break, right? Uh, on an RJ defense tour today. Also, think he still doesn't get enough foul calls. Um, it's fair. It's all fair. Um, so. Uh, yeah, it's fair on Rose. It's fair on RJ. I think um, 
in regards to RJ, I think the best is yet to come. And that's why, like, getting back to Kevin's question about, like, what's the ceiling of a team in which RJ Barrett is their best player? Look, I've doubted him before, and um, it got me got me this guy right here. I mean, Mr. Crow. Crow and Barrett Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, so Ran- Rangers is tied it, by the way, Jeremy. They scored three yeah. goals in the last 10 minutes. Woo. Yeah. Um, Go Rangers. There's one more super chat, by the way, just to to piggyback. Oh, here we go. Yeah. On uh, what Jeremy said about, um, like, you guys are going back and forth about the ceiling of Tibbs. Yep. Um, how much do you guys subscribe to the Pythagorean wins and losses? Like, what you're based on your net rating, what your record should be? I think it's I think it's valid, and I'm um, uh, if I if I'm not mistaken, that means the Knicks should be about a game or two under 500. Well, they should have. They're at 30. The Pythagorean for them right now. I'm looking at it is 37 wins, so they're not actually that. Is that updated off. after today? No, but that's true. Their win, their net rating went much closer to. So their net rating. So they I might be it. closer to. They might be closer to 38 or 39 at this point, which would be about a 500 team. Which makes you wonder if you get rid of the Randall effect next year. I actually do think, Jeremy, that Tibbs could get 40 wins out of this team. But to your point, like, what is that? Like, I, I don't know. Well, like, like, what's that ceiling in that if that's the case? But, but it's also if it is, if it's, like, it's if not it's going the kids to be. that get us there, then that's different. But sure. But it's not like it's there is no world where it's going to be the kids getting the next there with veterans. That's the other part. You don't trust him to, but if you, him to do it. Yeah. But if you got 40 wins out of a team that started Emmanuel quickly, RJ Barrett, Cam Reddish or Quentin Grimes, Obi Toppin and Mitchell Robinson, that that would mean. That young players on that team look very fucking good. Sure. And that's where it gets them. Andrew, it gets them in the trade discussion very prominently for one or more stars. I'm just wondering, we're never going to get you, to that point. Yeah, it's never you, going to happen. Does this coach allow those kids to look very good is no. the point. Um, oh, and last super chat here. Uh, There's a couple more just rolled in. Okay. So, uh, yeah. Trade Randall for say Harrison Barnes. That was my, that was my first Randall fake trade idea months and months ago. Let Rose back up quickly. And draft a wing like Okagi from I hope I pronounced that name right from Kansas, and Tibbs will squeeze forty out of that group. You might be if they got Harrison Barnes for Randall. I'm a big Barnes guy. I think Barnes is a good player in the right role. Um, so I don't think that's I don't think that's nuts. What? Let me just put it this way though. Do you know just how many? Hear, I can see the chats now. Like, why what? is Harrison Barnes playing thirty nine minutes over? So that's exactly matters. what I was gonna say. Yeah, look at how <laughs> many minutes Harrison Barnes has averaged this year, and then look at Obi Toppin. Like, because I'll be honest, one of the prevailing thoughts for Randall is also, for in my opinion, getting Harrison Barnes. The downside of it is it blocks Obi Toppin, and if Tibbs yeah, is there's still a, here, there's a difference. Not, he's on. more versatile, but at the same time. You're still looking at a guy who's going to take up minutes, right? Like even if Harrison Barnes doesn't play the four, he's going to play the three. RJ Barrett is going to play 37 minutes. Most likely when you get Cam Reddish in there, you hope that he can play at least 15 minutes. It's just, it's adding. It's it's, Can we have this conversation real quick. Cause you're having it for a a, a cap or no cap, but we can do it right now. Very briefly, very briefly. The big difference is that Randall can play or sorry. Um, Barnes can play the three. Not a lot of three. It's not his best position. His best position is the four, but he could play some three. Tibbs loves going to a nine-man rotation. So you could still get Barnes his 32 minutes a night, which is probably what I would imagine he would play if he was here. Half of those could be 
at the four, maybe a little bit more than half. 24 of those minutes could be at the four. That opens up another half of the game for Obi Toppin. And then when Barnes is at the three, you're getting RJ some time at the two. And there's your, there's your nine man rotation. Let me ask you though. Yeah. As you said, all of that, do I think it's actually going to happen? Part of you believe (laughs) that will actually happen. Okay. So given that, the fear that I have of trading Randall for a player who's going to play the same position is the impact it has on Obi Toppin. If Tom Thibodeau's here, I just don't see uh, Toppin playing ahead of Barnes. And then you got RJ playing all these minutes. You've got Cam. We haven't even talked about uh, Burks, for example, yeah. because that how he plays it. Like they're going to have to do some pruning of the roster and consolidate well, that's, regardless. That's a but, different, that's a, that's a, that's a different, a different issue. Yeah, I agree. Okay. But even without talking about Alec Burks, we're already at a point where it's like, where are these minutes coming from? It, it, yeah. You can't have them just materialize. They've got to, they've got to be made to work here. And I just, I struggle to see how, when you bring Harrison Barnes into the fold, Tibbs is able to say, yeah, well, yeah, let me, let me pull back on Barnes's minutes. He's going to say, look, I see a guy who's 30 years old who is absolutely deserving of playing at least 33 minutes a game. And I don't see Tibbs being creative enough to, to bring Obi into the fold. We'll see. I don't think it's going to happen because I don't think Sacramento wants Randall anymore. Uh, Robert Cross, GMAC. It's great to see you here. Just tuning in. The Knicks have a star point guard in the making. He goes by IQ. Um, F-T-L-O-G. Let it happen. For the love of God. Oh, for the love of God. By the way, Jay Witt followed up his super chat from earlier by saying Barnes would back up Obi, which that's not happening. No, he would start. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I like it in theory. If Barnes would back up Obi, I just I don't. I also in Jeremy's well, in his I, corner. I, I just, don't want to create a log jam. Can I Obi say talking. what Harrison Barnes's last ten games are in minutes played for a team that is worse than the Knicks and was kicked out? It was eliminated from playoff contention. Well before New York was well, yeah, dating back to yes. March 12th. Yeah. 35, 37, 22, 24, 41, 33, 40, 38, 35. And most recently 36. Uh, Tibbs is salivating. Of course. I'll is. just say this. I think the Randall of it all, the Randall, of it. the Randall of it all <laughs> clouds a little bit of what, of what I'm able to of what I'm able to assume Tibbs does or does not think of Obi Toppin because and I I say it specifically in that way because I think we all believe that Tibbs foolishly was like Randall's my horse I'm gonna ride my horse until he rides until he runs off a fucking cliff which he did but like does that necessarily mean he thinks less of Toppin or is it just like I know one thing as an NBA head coach and it's that I have to feed my best player and play my best player X amount of minutes and blah, 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 blah. And I don't have a choice on this team because Randall's my guy and I need to go to all of that. Maybe, maybe, maybe he's a little higher on OB than we realize. Maybe, but we also have a very sufficient enough amount of data in Chicago in Minnesota and here in New York of him playing veterans over the younger players because he trusts them. And because it Tibbs depends wants on to, the veteran. Depends on the veteran. So Taj Does Gibson getting how many minutes over yeah, Jericho like Sims? Like, Burks is still starting and playing a significant amount of minutes. Taj is the best player of all time. So you know what? Good counterpoint. I got I, nothing. I can't disagree with that. Yeah. And like, do again, Deuce is like, it's dude, like, do, 
I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not comparing. I'm not putting Deuce McBride and Obi Toppin's class right now. I think. I think. And look, let's I don't see think what anyone happens. is. Yeah, it's, no, to be let, candid, it's just it's more just like. Uh, but yeah. but Deuce has, has has had a longer way to go, right? Because he started the season fourth on the depth chart. Yes, and then you know. Derek Rose got hurt and then Kemba Walker was removed from the rotation. Even then Alec Burke slid in above him. So like Tibbs has done everything in his power to, to play veteran players ahead of the younger guys until he was told to take the toys away. That's a problem. Uh, I'd be curious. Maybe the organization makes a commitment to uh, see what they have in OB next year. We'll see. Uh, Jessica says, happy birthday, Jeremy Mazeltov on making it another year. Here's to many more. Thank you, Jessica. I appreciate that. And Robert Cross with one more. First time, long time, John. Mm, he's got a couple. Don't worry. <laughs> I just finished Blood <laughs> in the Garden. Thank you. What's your favorite part of the book? Um, good question. My favorite part of Blood in the Garden. Um, oh, wait. No, I skipped ahead. I Yeah, wait. I was like, wait. I, I missed. Okay, I'll go back. Robert obviously. Cross, you're the man, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Robert. Hey, Robert. Um, I'll go back to your original next super chat comment, but I'll just answer this one now. Um, what? I think all the Riley stuff, which I know there's a lot of Riley stuff. I think the any Riley behind the scenes, how he interacted with the team. I think the Riley Charles Smith stuff was um was interesting. Actually, you know, it's my favorite part. The this is sad because this is the single biggest event um, that sent the, the franchise spiraling downward arguably over the last 25 or 20 years, the dissolution of the marriage between Riley and, and the Knicks and the behind the scenes on that. I thought that was fantastic reporting from Chris Herring and it was just a very compelling read. So yeah, I would say that good stuff. The Stark stuff is what stood out to me. Oh, the Starks like growing up. Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I've always been fascinated by John Sargent's story and it'll shock nobody that when he came in into our party earlier this year, I then began a bit of a back and forth trying to get him on the pod. And then for some reason, Madison Square Garden got involved and that went nowhere. Um, but yeah, I th those little notes were where I go gotcha. to. Yeah, it's the whole book is great. Mm -hmm. Um Robert Cross with another one, GMAC. Should we read anything into Benji not being here? <laughs> Do the KFS faithful need to be concerned? That's that. I'm right here. Listen, we're just gonna we're look at Benji. The, the fact that Benji and I look alike. That's why I was saying. Never mind. Didn't <laughs> no, I, I think it's the whole like, are we gonna? Lose Benji and free. We're not losing. I would pay anything to keep Benji. Yeah. Um, you read you read Jay Bit Jay Witt's mm -hmm. um follow up Barnes would back up Obi. Believe it when I see it. And then uh, another one for Robert Cross. Happy birthday, Cullets. I don't want to block Obi top into that end. We could trade the Gritch for a second rounder. We are good with second rounders. They're not gonna do it. They're not Man, do it. refresh your you, page. Robert. Robert, Robert Cross again. <laughs> I swear. Why? Another one, Robert. Cross. Another one. Refresh, okay, here we go. Robert Cross. One more. Listen, Robert Cross on fire. Thank you, Robert. You you are the one of the MVPs of the season. Seriously. Mm -hmm. Question for all of us. You have one choice. Okay, this is a serious question. A. Get rid of Randall. B. Get rid of Tibbs. C. Get rid of both. Or D. Get rid of Benji. Uh, easy choice for me. I'm getting rid of Randall. Yeah, me. I'll take C. Get rid of both. Andrew? I will 
by so a vowel. it's get rid of yeah <laughs> well then a is a vowel um so it's get rid of randall get rid of tibbs get rid of both i'll go with a I'm, i've never been like all the way out on tibbs it's the he walks on water that i've always pushed back on i also Who would ever think, say such a thing yeah i wonder no like well i when i did the friday night when uh they beat the the heat they came back against the heat and some of us were off else we're doing other things john um i said to the the chat like imagine like 30 to 35 wins just like this next year where the young kids are playing and he's reading the lineups like it was last year where it's not a set rotation in the fourth quarter it's all right who's hot all right, I'm playing quickly right now. I'm playing like last year we did get like benched RJ fourth quarters because he was cold. And so, all right, quickly he's playing down the stretch. All right, Derek Rose is playing down the stretch. And imagine if he took his toys away that he loves to, you know, overplay. But, you know, we get 30 to 35 wins like that. I don't think there's a championship ceiling as well as the current roster is constructed with Tibbs. But I do believe there's a... One of the most fun seasons I've ever had as a Knicks fan was with Tom Thibodeau as head coach. I believe that could still happen. And if you and if you force his hand and you made him play the kids through your roster construction, um, I think there's a chance you get not as good, but a, ch- a season like Memphis is having this year um, with like, you know, the young kids are doing the heavy lifting. They're obviously great without job because they have a plan and like they know what they're doing. They also have really good they have really good role players on that team. Robert Cross with one more unbelievable. Wait, really? Yeah. GMAC, where do you think hashtag 53 wins went wrong? Um, I know you're not, you, you're saving your eulogy, but Jeremy, if you could pinpoint one thing where uh, he asked me, he did. Oh, excuse me. Sorry, Andrew. Yes. I'll turn it over to you guys. And yes, no, no, Andrew, to, answer the question. There's a eulogy to say next week. Um, 53 wins went wrong when all of us in our braggadocious New York ways thought that last season was more sustainable than it actually was. And while we were along for the ride in the hype of going into this season in private, and I mean, Jeremy, your preseason prediction was 44, 45 wins. No, it was, it was like 43. So it was closer to, yeah, but it was, so like, sure, I, I hit the you're like yeah. six wins off on the Pythagorean. So it's not even yeah. that far off. And they, they literally are missing their two best players from last year, whatever Randall was last year. And they haven't had Derek Rose. Um, I think it went wrong. The 53 wins in our expectations. And it's a lesson for those of you that are Knicks fans and also Yankee fans that you don't always get the best of things. Sometimes you can also be a Mets fan and the worst possible outcome could also happen. Trust me. I've learned that over the past week. I was going to say, I was like, why am I catching strays on this one? Oh, uh, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. You understand the Yankee expectation <laughs> of like, we made the playoffs again. How dare us? It's like, I would love to just make the playoffs every year and see what happens. I would fun. love to have a meaningful 162 games, you know, maybe not. Um, all right, should we give out some game balls? <laughs> I know. That's why I said it. <laughs> and it's already maybe next year. I'm sorry. No, oh, you're going to be good. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis. Analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, are we doing game balls? Yeah, we? let's transition to some segments. Game balls. Okay. Um, so someone we want to highlight or give credit to for their performance this week. Hmm. A tough one. Um, Candidates, John. Obi Toppin. Emmanuel Quickly. Evan Fournier. The great Alec Burks. Or Jeremy Cohen for being for turning 27, not 28. Um, accomplishment. <laughs> I'll go Obi. I'll go Obi. He had his career high yesterday and he tied it again today. I think a lot of people, me included, have been skeptical of like what he could do with more time and whether he'd be able to be more than just someone that benefited in transition and whether how much of it was how much of what he did earlier in the year and his effectiveness was just tied to Derrick Rose. Like it dude's a good basketball player. And uh, he could do different things. And I know he's still figuring it out. But I think this weekend was a reminder of the reason why the Knicks drafted Obi Top in eighth. And I, I personally forget that sometimes. And I already kind of like put Obi into this box of like, well, obviously we are not getting the value that we of like the pick he was made at compared to like maybe some other players that we could have had at that spot. And maybe that's maybe I'm being way too quick with that assessment. I probably, I am being too quick with that assessment. I'm not, maybe I am being too quick with that assessment because we've never really gotten a chance to see him, what he looks like with the, with the training wheels off and, and really getting out there. And like, I remember I wrote a column last year during his rookie year in which I compared not the player, because obviously they're nothing alike, but the situation to CJ McCollum, another guy who was drafted from a lesser school, uh, he was a 
an older player when the, the Blazers drafted him did not get a lot of time for two years. He was looked at as a bust through the first year of his the first two years of his career. And then his third year, he came in and he averaged oh, about 20 points a game and he won most improved player because he actually just got time. Like, mm. I don't know that Obi, Obi Toppin can't do that. Maybe he can. Who knows? Question for you, John. Is that another balloon next to you? I've been wondering if for 10 minutes. I forgot to ask. Yeah. How do, is how it the same balloon or a different balloon? A different balloon. My, daughter, my daughter was sick. Oh, no. Last oh, week. Right. No, last. This was like a, a week and a half ago now. But my or maybe two weeks ago. I don't remember what it is. And my mom sent a get well soon balloon thing. Hmm. And uh, this is the last balloon standing. And my daughter likes both of my daughters like playing with balloons so here it is can you send that can you send that to jacob de grom (laughs) (laughs) i had his address there you go um i thought you were going to pick quickly again so i was going to go quickly and i will or i was going to go with obi and i will go quickly but yeah i i think the thing to keep in mind with obi as you're saying is that sometimes it takes players a little longer to pop and clearly as we are seeing in front of us that the the way that the Knicks have overhauled their drafting abilities is everything. Like the lack of a, of talent that they have been able to draft and develop and keep has been astounding. And the fact that we are we have seen five picks so far, six really, right? If you well, no five, no six. It'd be six, uh, six picks, one overseas, and what they are able to do in their respective leagues has been very encouraging. Yep. So. With the second draft pick, Emmanuel, quickly, I will go with him. Um, incredible that he got a triple-double. I know that that may not seem like much, and it's just three you know, uh, uh, numbers that happen to be in double digits. But just how he's able to command the offense, the effort he shows on defense, being just a winning player. Um, I'm very glad that World Wide West was as adamant about this as possible, uh, ripping off his shirt and showing anyone <laughs> as alpha as he can be that they have to draft Emmanuel quickly would be perfect. So uh, shout out worldwide West. Um, everywhere he goes, he does not leave worldwide mess though, in this case, because quickly has been pretty great. I see you throwing shade at the triple double, by the yeah, way, Jeremy's preparing for all the rust triple doubles next year. Yes, he is mm, mentally. Yeah. Uh, it takes a lot. <laughs> uh, by the way, good call. Juanon, uh, Jermaine O'Neal was in a similar spot to Obi. Yes, except he was in Portland, I believe, for four years before he got traded to Indiana. Saw some playing time, I think, in that last year in Portland, but um, obviously went to, to uh, Indiana and became an MVP candidate. Um, okay. Uh, detention slash the Julius Randle Weekly Commemoration of Events Award. <laughs> I thought of that off the top of my head. Um, candidates, Julius Randall, Tom Thibodeau, as they just perpetually, the two of them are, are candidates. Also, Leon Rose. Well, how'd Leon Rose sneak in there? He's been on the, I haven't changed the list okay. in months. And like then, it's been those three. You either the, the player, the coach of the front office, the basketball gods, um, baseball gods, baseball, the baseball, oh, the baseball gods. gods, excuse me. Sorry. Yes. Uh, who do I want to give this to? Um, I mean, I'm always comfortable giving it to Randall. Uh, played one game or two games this week. Oh, I did play two games this week. That's right. No, I'm going to give it to Randall. Fuck this. <laughs> Why okay. Wait for On it? brand. And then go ahead, Jeremy. It sucks watching him play. <laughs> I'm going to go with the baseball gods. Thank you. Oh, wow. Yeah. I thought you were going, Tibbs. Thank you. 
I, so, they, no, they've been very mean I to am. me right now. Oh, you are going with with Tim. You are going yeah, with Tim. But I'm blaming the baseball gods for giving me Hal Steinbrenner as an owner. Uh, no. Mm, wow. I, no. It, wow. I'm. I'm. I just wish again. He spent. He's spending money. He's just not spending the right money. But then again, the Yankees could win the World Series and shut everyone up. But I don't think they necessarily will. And uh, I just wish Brian Cashman would stop talking about the past and instead focus on the present and the future because we just don't need to bring up what is four years ago. Yeah. Especially when there's a letter about to be unsealed, that might be pretty scathing to the Yankees and give them no grounds to talk about the Astros anymore. And I I want to say this as a Yankee fan, like Mm -hmm. clearly if there was something that they are going completely at length to prevent from seeing from the public, it's Mm -hmm. not good. So like, that's the the thing where it's like, I remember with the whole uh, cheating scandal, the idea that all these other teams are doing it. And I wish that the MLB had come down much harder on the Astros than they did. I mean, the fact that Rob Manfred called it a piece of metal is pretty insulting and is like the perfect microcosm for how he is treating a league mm-hmm. that is dying because he doesn't know how to appeal to other fans. But I digress in terms of with the baseball guys. I certainly feel for Mets fans with everything going on with DeGrom and now potentially Scherzer. Um, it's just, yeah, I like to have your hopes up. It's the family guy video every year where mm-hmm. Stewie is a Mets fan. And then yep. it's oh. and opening the season day is first over. pitch. And, right. Mm-hmm. Right. That's not fun. I'd like for both baseball teams in New York to be competitive. Uh, yay. Baseball. Uh, also a couple, a couple <laughs> of super John. chats as we, as we transition to our tankathon weekly tankathon simulation of the week. Uh, Andrew, if you want to pull that up, I got it ready. Um, Robert cross by star of the week is David Futternick. Been talking mad shit about Wordle to me on Twitter. <laughs> Go funny. Love you, funny. Um, and uh, also coming up this week too. He's on. Uh, does he? He's Tuesday. Okay. Happy Happy early birthday, David Fordernick. I did happy not know it was birthday. your birthday. Um, that's awesome. And then just real quick, Kareem Asura asked. We're talking about forcing Tibbs' hand, but what makes you think he wouldn't go to war with the front office if that, if that happened? The relationship could sour real quick. My response to that would be that the relationship already has soured and that uh, they could force Tibbs' hand by saying, you don't have a job anymore if you don't do the thing that we want you to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's basically it. Do you guys see the tankathon up? Or I, I it, do see it. Okay, is it one screen or two screens that you see? One screen. Just one screen. All right, it works. Yeah, one one All right, good. Just make it sure. Okay. All right. Welcome, everybody, to our Tankathon simulation. Um, the Knicks currently, with the win today, jump up to 12th best odds in the lottery. Um, we're going to do this exactly two more times, I think, this week and then next week. And then we'll see if we keep the bit going throughout the offseason. Um, John, would you like to go first? Yes. Okay. So we sim the lottery and... Oh, okay. Indiana. Go ahead, John. Indiana, I, I have a funny feeling Indiana is going to get a really good pick. Uh, Indiana, one, Portland, two, Orlando, three, Houston, four. So Detroit falls and Oklahoma City falls. And we land at 12th. Well, 12 again. Okay. Um, who does that hurt the most? Detroit and all the winning they've done, they dropped down to five. But you almost seeing something out of gate over the last month. And especially like what Bagley's look like. Um, they're in great shape. Yeah, they're in they're good shape. Too. Yeah, they might have. I mean, we didn't really talk about this last week with the the Pistons game. Is there a world where they like unlocked something with Bagley? He looks refreshed and like, offense rejuvenated. 
offense was never the quite uh, the 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 um the problem with him. It was always what position can he defend, mm-hmm. and I I still think that that's an issue because if you're a high level team. You can't really play him at the five. And like, if you're playing him at the four, that creates other issues offensively too. Before you hit Sim, Andrew, I just want to take a moment. Uh, The hilarity of the fact that the team right below the Knicks is the Nets. Yeah. There's a world where they fall out because they're currently the, I I simmed it earlier today and they won and the Rockets won the lottery as a result from the Harden trade that they don't even have. Yeah. You hate to see it. it. Um, Okay. Jeremy, your Sim is... Oh, I always boring. get the most boring. Series. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, you got the magic staying exactly where they are. The Pistons moving up one, the Kings moving up four. the Rockets dropping to the fourth pick, Oklahoma city, dropping one, Indiana, dropping one and Portland dropping one. It's kind okay. of a mess. Mr. Claudio. Yeah. Last but not least, we need, come on. We haven't had the Knicks win the lottery or be in the top four in any of our tankathon Sims, which is, well, they have a f- six probably tell you about seven it, percent chance. We'll probably tell you something. All right. Sim lottery. <sighs> Portland gets the number one pick. It's a protected pick from one to 14. Detroit moves up one to two and Orlando drops back to an OKC. I think the Knicks are going to be somewhere between 10 and 12 guys. I think that's, that's where I'm leaning toward at, the, at this point. Or um, the team in 11th jumps up and becomes that's like, the, the worst, whatever part. the team yeah. is. The, the team right the below Knicks the Knicks gets into the, gets top, in the top four. four. Yeah. Um, I mean, we should say just very briefly as of right now, and they're uh, the Kings are playing at the moment and getting their ass kicked because that's mm. all the Kings do anymore. Um, shout out to the Kings. Uh, the Knicks right now are, um, so yeah, tw- so they're, they're not, they're not going to be worse position than 12th. That's, that's pretty much settled. Um, they're tied with the Pelicans as far as record or games like back, but I guess they, based on winning percentage, they have a slightly better record than the Pelicans, but like the Pelicans could very well, we're going to get to prediction soon. The Pelicans could pass them. The wizards could still pass them. They play the wizards this week. Talk about a big tanking game. My goodness. And then um, San Antonio, who's still fighting for a playoff spot. How about this? There is actually, I think, is there any possibility the Lakers could finish with a better record than the Knicks now? Oh, good point. Lakers are 31 and 47. They have, that means they have four games left, right? Yeah. So if they win all four, they tie the, the Knicks at 35. Best they can wins. do is, is tie the Knicks. Wow. Yeah, yeah Lakers lost, wow. lost six in a row. They're tanking and they don't have their pick. Six, seven, eight. Yeah. So realistically, the Knicks could still get the ninth spot in the lottery. 10, 11 is more likely. Yeah. Okay. Um, we'll see where they land next. We'll probably require them to lose out, which what does their final slate look like? All right, here we go. (laughs) The comeback is almost complete, baby. Giddy the fuck up. Yes. Jeremy was sitting on his high horse with his whiskey and his hot dog. And, uh, he was just, he was, he had it all. Whiskey and my hot dog? Whiskey and a hot dog. Whiskey what era am, am I doing this? Is this like the 1880s? <laughs> yes. Did they have uh, hot dogs back then? I think they did. I don't know well, if they're called beans. hot dogs. He was a hot dog uh, on his oh. high horse is what he was. Um, and You, you uh, saved thought, it, John. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he thought the season was over because he had an 11 to 6 lead in predictions. Well, after five straight wins guess who is zach 
It is me um, with the pick to determine who's going to win it. Because if I nail it, there's nothing Jeremy could do. So last three games, Nets. Uh, this is our playback game. This takes place on Wednesday. Uh, it's an ESPN game. Uh, Friday night. <laughs> is that really an NBA TV game? Yes. For now. It's it's <laughs> the Knicks against Porzingis. Again. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, that's against the Wizards. That's at Washington. So the Nets game is at home. Uh, Wizards game is at Washington. Then we finish up at home against Toronto on Sunday at a time to be determined. It's been determined. It's 7 p.m. Okay, mm-hmm. there you go. Um, I know, right? So we, we <laughs> really? should say we will be re- doing this one more time next Sunday after the game. Another live thing um, because because it's the end of the season and that's the right thing to do. Um, okay. Um, I think there are three realistic choices here. Eh. Mm. There's two realistic choices here and one other choice that like if you wanted to get kinky. You can you can make it. Aren't there uh, only four choices? They're yeah, all- and I think two. Oh, are you're the, saying two three are the realistic. Okay, gotcha. And then there's one that's like the two realistic are zero and three and one and two. And then, like, could you two and one is like listen? They kind of like wouldn't it be just like the Knicks, right? To beat the fucking Nets, and you know when the Nets need to win. So what do you see Toronto doing? The rest of the year, are they playing out the stretch to try and get home court? So if I they see, get the four seed, they actually have like a weird home court advantage because of Canada's vaccine law. So it's I same, see it's the same here. It's just you're able to travel within the time. You know what I mean? Like, wait, what do you mean? So because people in, in the past, I've seen them being like, well, Canada is this, it's the same thing with the U.S. But because of the fact that there are 29 teams in the U.S. and one in Canada, like it's the same rule applies. It's just weirder because of the fact there's only one team and you have to cross the border. Like it's the same thing from a Canada perspective going into the U S does that make right, sense? But it, it's the, the, not this per same going no, I, to Canada. Right. So if you're unvaccinated and you're on the Celtics, you then would not be able to play the road games in Toronto. Right. But even still based on Canada's law, that's mm-hmm. why all of them are vaccinated. It's not just because the oh, yeah, yeah. I'm it's, I'm literally yes, saying they, do, they have, yes, a, they have, they have a home court advantage yes. because if they play a series against the team, like if they play the Nets, like that, that's a thing, you know? So let's say that. So right now, Toronto is tied for the fifth spot with the Bulls. The Bulls I'm seeing are right. Our fifth Toronto six. I'm assuming that's based on the tiebreaker. I honestly have not looked up the Bulls Toronto tiebreaker situation. Apologies for that. Is there a scenario where Toronto could be trying to lose its last game? Um, I would say yes, depending on where Milwaukee is at. Um, Milwaukee is currently two and a half games back of the number one seed. I would imagine that Milwaukee is trying to win from here on out. But then again, they sat a bunch of guys the other night. So like, this is also complicated. At this point, I have no reason to believe that Toronto is not going to try to win the last game of the season. Let's just say that. So. If Toronto is trying to win their last game of the season, the Knicks are not going to win the last game of the season in my humble estimation. So that means, again, I'm deciding between two and one, one and two or oh and three. The thing I just said a minute ago about wouldn't it be just like the Knicks to beat the Nets, right? But then wouldn't it be just like the Knicks to then lose the Wizards? Um, Although, although perhaps the Knicksiest thing of all would be to screw up their draft position by beating the Wizards. <laughs> so many machinations. Pick a lane. 
<laughs> no, it's just one it's important. One and two. One and two. One Jeremy, two. where are you going? It's the only other option. It's two and one. I mean, if I go oh and three. Wow. I, if I, go exactly, and, I wanted to put that choice in your hands. And now yeah, well, I knew, look, I knew that you were always going to go with one and two. It was okay. Going into this week, I knew like John's going to go one and two. I like I'm not going to go oh and three because if they win one, I'm out. So I'd but rather what's more take a likely chance. them going oh and three or them going two and one. Didn't you just hear John? Wouldn't it be the most Knicks thing to it do would, for them to win I games? I think watching them play the Cavs, like a team that actually is trying. Cares about winning. Yeah. That, that leans me more toward they have no chance against the Nets, no chance against the Raptors. And then like going to Washington, who has played better, especially at home. Washington's been winning games. Of play. Yeah. So like, crazily I hear it again. If, if I, if John hadn't taken one and two, I would have taken one and two. I, okay. But okay. I can't, I just, I hear what you're saying. I hear okay. it. Okay. But I, I thought about two and one, one three. It's just tough for me. I, right. I, th- I thought about final predictions are in. Here's the thing. I thought about two and one. And then the re- ultimately the reason I didn't is because then Jeremy gets to pick one and two and gets both one and two and oh and three as possibilities. And that would be insane of me to do that. So now Jeremy, yeah, yes, technically there was two possibilities that Jeremy could win with three, you know, and two, but I'll, I'll take my chances. We got a couple um, final super chats before us producers corner one from Robert cross, of course, because what would a, what would a post game be without seven consecutive super chats from Robert cross, Robert cross. We appreciate every one of these. <laughs> thank names. you, sir. Seriously. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, first time, long time, John, would you sign money Mitch for four years? Last year as a club option. $57.5 million for doing some quick math in my head. That would mean he's getting paid approximately $14 million a year, 14 and change, 14 and like 14.3, something like that. With the last year being a club option, 14 a year. Mind you, it's probably starting lower and then increasing by 8%. Yeah. So it's the first year is probably going to be so you're going like, like 12, 12, 12, five to 13, something, something like to 14, that, yeah. something. Um, yeah. God, Jesus. Yeah. Jeremy. I do it, but I would also want Vomit. some of that money to be unguaranteed or non-guaranteed. Excuse me. Or uh, uh, unlikely bonuses. Excuse me. Oh, that would be that would be much better. Yeah, give me yeah. give me a million dollar uh, bonus for all defense. Um, throw the Randall bonus in there, sixty five plus playoffs. That's great. Um, Kevin Danishevsky with also, oh my god, Mo Bamba looked terrible today. Hashtag discount. <laughs> I don't know if I want to be in the Mo Bamba business anymore. He's not the center of the Knicks. Like he, that, that's nice. that archetype is not. He's not what he does. So I don't see him being a Nick. All right. Um, Andrew Claudio. Jonathan Macri. Jeremy Cohen. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in for today's extended post game. Um, we have a quick producer's corner in honor of the coincidence's birthday, which is tomorrow. Uh, first, we did this last year, and John answered that it the, the celebrity in which Jeremy shares birthdays with um, the most prestigious, the one that outside of Jeremy probably has the biggest name value is uh, Robert Downey Jr. So it's Robert Downey Jr. And then it would have been Heath Ledger's 43rd birthday. Also remember Mm -hmm. from last year, um, it's also Jamie Lynn Spears birthday tomorrow, something that 
um, brought, a lot pe- to me. brought some people back to a time. Um, anyway, in the chat, uh, I'm going to read off some names. You guys tell us if you're listening at home, contribute in the comments, or if you're watching later, um, contribute in the comments. Uh, whose birthday is it also like the most like when you think about Jeremy's having tomorrow be his birthday, like it's also this person's birthday is like the most famous person. So it's Robert Downey Jr., Keith Ledger, David Blaine, Jamie Lynn Spears, Hugo Weaving, David, I almost said Robert Cross, David Cross, James Roday, and Eric Andre. Um, so hit us up in the chat. I'm now going to switch it up to famous 27-year-olds. So John and Jeremy, you tell me who is the most famous 27-year-old based off of the list I'm about to read. Okay. Giannis Antetokounmpo, Nicole, uh, Nikola Jokic, Brianna Stewart, Shohei Otani, Carlos Correa, uh, RM, which uh, he's a, one of the members of BTS, right, Jeremy? I don't know. Sure. Actually. Um, don't think he's going to win. Megan the Stallion, uh, takeoff of uh, Migos, um, Malika Andrews of ESPN, New York Mets first baseman Pete Alonso, uh, Jeremy's long lost twin Clint Frazier, and New York Knicks um, fan favorite Julius Randle. Guys, who is the most famous 27 year old? I mean, it's Giannis, but this RM from what the fuck? If, if RM what is fuck? a member of BTS, then it is 100% RM. The fuck it's is RM. BTS? It's a K-pop group, a Korean pop group that uh, I'm telling you. Your is that those? Know who that is. If, where, what is that? Those what? I see pictures of, of like a band on a lot of like probably background of phones of like students in uh, most like likely. Yes. In the same way that like, um, one Direction came over seas and took over American music. BTS did the did something similar in a K-pop type of way. My mom loves their music and loves the group. So if you're going just by fame, it's absolutely RM. I think in our little circle, it's either Giannis or Jokic. He doesn't even have a real name. It's just two letters. Yeah. It's a stage name. Yeah. What's his real name? I Robert Moss. I don't know. <laughs> Robert Moses. There was a Robert Moses. Person. There you go. Not a great person. Oh, fortunately, <laughs> you're a pretty shitty guy. I, but... I told you I didn't know that. I, I forgot that Robert Moses exists because I'm no longer on Long Island. Completely forgot that guy exists. Um, or Robert exists Moses. Just fuck that guy. So Gosh. we're going. A lot of people. So we're going with Giannis. I think. Sure. Yes. Giannis or RM. Okay. I, I mean, but again, Megan the Stallion. I think you guys are sleeping that's, on Otani. Well, see, that's the thing. Otani is huge, but because going back to our conversation on baseball, the MLB doesn't know how to market Thank its you. sport. It's a nightmare. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, Jeremy. It's a nightmare. Oh, yes, absolutely. Baseball has no idea. Show, how to market show Otani them. should be bigger. Um, he's like the modern day Babe Ruth, right? Ryan Huang, rap monster, is what RM stands for. I appreciated Robert Cross's comment, which BLT question mark in reference to the K-pop band. I could go for a BLT right now, actually. Um, on that note, all right, this was fun. Uh, Andrew, anything else? Um, also, by also according to Ryan Huang, um, also he is by far the most famous out of them all. Yeah, this is like mm. if I can Americanize this or, or 
make it more relatable to you. He's like the, would this be McCartney or no? Because McCartney and Lennon kind of share the stage there. Would it be more like Timberlake, Jeremy, where it's like, Clearly, there's. Oh no, I got it. He's Beyonce. Because I From can't. De- in Destiny's exactly, Child. Exactly. Destiny's Child. Like the the stature of Beyonce. Like he's clearly the most famous out of this one group. Or maybe Harry Styles would be the the better comp. But yeah, I'm offended on behalf of the the, the Beyonce fans out there. If the Bayhive would like to spam our chat, go right Is it ahead. Bayhive or Beehive. It's the Bayhive, but they oh, leave bees. But it's like their symbol is to leave bees in comment sections. And it's just we've attacked. We've swarmed, which I, I did not say anything detrimental to Beyonce. I'm just using a comp to try and make this more I, relatable. I, you, I but you also weren't child. complimentary. So wait, what? You also weren't complimentary. I I love Beyonce. I, I think she is a talented. I, I think it. she's a talented singer. You're scared. Beyonce song. Song one of my wedding songs. Act. Oh really? That's yeah. Cool. You had Beyonce at your wedding. <laughs> we, we we danced. One of the songs that we danced to was the um, hip uh, hip hop remix version of Love on Top. Oh okay. Yes. I was gonna say I was I was wondering why you had Bootylicious at your wedding, John. Um, anyway okay this was fun Uh, Jeremy happy birthday happy early birthday or as we're recording right now it's about two hours beforehand so I hope you have a great day um, and do something fun have some good food whatever thank you I will I made brisket it's Uh, a nice recipe new one I'm gonna get make it into a sandwich there you go getting dinner later so and work very nice Um, and most importantly as we sign off, um, this has been a long, mostly miserable season. If you are listening to this, it means, A, you have listened to almost two hours worth of a podcast about said miserable team, which has played miserable season. Um, you are a trooper. Um, thank you from all of us here at KFS. We're not done yet. We still got a week's worth left of games uh, to go. And obviously, we're going to have a ton of off-season content. But just from all of us to you, thanks for sticking with us the whole year, even though this team hasn't been much fun. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, have more fun and games coming up very soon. Robert Cross in the super chat before we go. GMAC, oh. can you do bootylicious with Tibbs voice? How would that even go? My body. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I no, I can't. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> That's the answer. I can't. My body's too bootylicious for you, babe. <laughs> <laughs>